Live is finally here. We have a full month of data for the algo to work with. I have Can't Miss Mitch joined, as always, my co-host, better sounding, although I'm better looking by a mile, Ooh. Peter the Irish guy. We may need a poll on that on Patreon. The first ever Patreon poll, better looking. Uh, yeah, how's things? Dude. I, listen, another great week. Another winning week. I'm still fading myself and continuing to win. More importantly, the algo is just, it's finding its stride with the data now. Do you want me good to go through a recap? Pete, first off, before you get in there, yep. uh, just take note. I have not had a losing week in four weeks. I'm 56%. I went 10-5-1 last week. And I think I'm the prime example of what it takes when you're actually handicapping games. Because I see, unlike you, when we do these picks, I look at the data, I built the model, and so I kind of know when it's kind of yeah, being a piece you see of garbage. The, you see the output, and you, the way you talk about it, you make your little adjustments against the algo and kind of feel like you know what you're doing. Right. The pick, so... Maybe you have a leg up, but still, 10-5-1, very, very impressive. Um, I couldn't have done it without the algo is my point. Right, exactly. Well, but let's let's hear some of the mixed stats. Obviously, our patrons uh, have seen it. We There's a ton of listeners that we have out there. Uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully, you're actually winning money on these free picks because we went 2-1 and one last week. Uh, I think free picks are now 58%. Which is pretty solid. Yeah, it's really, really solid. Another um, winning week with the three free, two and one, eight, seven and one last week overall. That's three straight overall winning uh, weeks. That's with this season's data after week one. The prime plus five last week, five and three. But for the season, the prime time games plus the top five value are 18, 9, and 4. That's mental. 67% to those people who have that package. It's crazy to think 31 games we've given out in that package and only nine losses. Yeah, that's bananas. That's really, that's bananas. really amazing. Uh, another great statistic for us is the Circa 5. You uh, entered the Circa 5 and you put in the five kind of games we like the most each week from the Algo we're sitting at 13 and 7, 65%. Tied 363 out of what? Over 5,200. Zach Ertz, by the way, cost me a perfect 5 and 0 on wow. that third down. Did you see that right no. through his hand? Right through his hands I, on I, the goal line. I saw the text. With 15 seconds left. Yep. Uh, I was camping all weekend. I literally chimed into planet earth for a few hours on sunday was able to get on my youtube tv app there's another free plug for youtube tv i missed out on the quad box this week it was probably the first week since nfl started that i didn't use the word quad box <laughs> kind of disappointing uh a couple of other stats by the way pete yeah. me by myself i'm two and oh when I go against the algo, go against you and yeah. coach, which, by the way, is he on the DL? What's up with him? I thought he was coming here, and all of a sudden, he no-shows the last two weeks because he has some new disease that he can't talk. Maybe there's a new woman in his life. Maybe, maybe. that's maybe right. that's what it is. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's some other interesting – the consensus picks as well is something to look out for. We're 10-7 on the year, 59%. Uh, the other big one is when you and the Algo agree and go against what myself and coach thinks – you're sitting at six, two, and one. Wasn't this a trend last year as yeah, well? Yeah, it was a okay. trend last year. So that's another trend to watch out for. But I, I like this consensus picks. Ten wins out of seventeen feels good, and it's starting to pick up steam. Um. So yeah. First off, we range from fifty-eight to sixty-two percent in our hopes. Like that is the ideal target. Uh, last year, the complete slate went fifty-five percent. Um, I think we're on track to get there. If we subtracted the first week, which essentially the algo is going into week one, completely blind, completely blind on last year's data. Um, still pretty solid overall, 51%. And by the way, a couple of conversations I've had with some of my friends who have reached out and they said, isn't 55% winning percentage break even no, no it's not it it would be but you're only paying 10 percent on your losses yeah not your winning so you can actually do the math the number for break even by the way is 52 and a half 52 and a half percent is the break even that's number. Right. yeah 50 50 anything at 55 percent or over is golden that's it it's golden algorithms that hit that are few and far between 56% plus the golden number that we that we're tr all trying to get to that 59 60%, you know, that's somewhat untouchable but let's see. Long I mean, we're at 65% on the circuit 5. Exactly. So if you're going to tell me, you know, how to play and our other bozo friend Jamie, this private equity guy, <laughs> he goes I'm up 50% uh, IRR and then we're like prove it, show us your ticket, show no us proof. your receipt. He got nothing. Right. He got nothing. I showed Crickets. him Crickets. a quick snapshot of the circuit five standings of us actually up uh, 65%. And we offered to give it to him for free. He's too cheap. That's okay. Um, let's get into a couple of things before we get into the three free games. We'll be talking about Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Patriots, and Carolina, Detroit. So we'll get to those in a second. I want to talk about one thing because I did have a chance to – Watch Rodney Harrison on, was it Sunday Night Football? Sunday Night Football, yeah. Kind of do this awkward interview where he trashes a NFL quarterback. And you didn't seem to like it at all. People going crazy. I think it just seemed, it was it's so unnecessary. We all know, like, playing in the NFL is one of the hardest things to do. Playing quarterback in the NFL is even harder. This guy's a kid out of BYU. He's only been in the league for five minutes, and he's doing his best. He also played really well that night against Kansas City. If he continues to play like that, the Jets are going to win a lot of ball games with him, play, with him at quarterback. Rodney Harrison, a former player, should know better. I think I – listen, I'm not a fan of those interviews anyway. I think they're – most of the time, awkward. Rarely are they any good or do you learn anything from it because none of these guys are really that great at interviewing anybody. So it's a little all over the place. Rodney Harrison just came across as a very unintelligent football player who has no business being on NBC late night, especially trashing a quarterback that's out there doing the best he can. I just, I had a real issue with it. Stuff like that belongs, as I said, on Barstool. That's where it belongs. Doesn't belong in NBC on Sunday Night Football. It's a family show, perhaps, but at the end of the day, Rodney Harrison, All Pro, Hall of Fame 
safety. He's earned his right to speak. Just like Stephen A. Smith, who goes bonkers on folks. That guy was a journalist uh, out of Washington for a very long time, and he earned the right to communicate. I like when journalists actually get like that. And and honestly, I think I think it was just a little too harsh. It reminded me when uh, Bayless said something a bit unorthodox uh, when Hamlin went down and he simply posed a tweet, hey, this is a really important hey. game. But just, just kind of this, I don't know, mass pile on by a lot of folks like, you know, out in the public opinion, it just felt like it's just a little too harsh. It was on, it was just seemed unnecessary. Well, he, he didn't need to do any of that. And it seemed like the easy way out on live television, just bash him and just say it was the easy way out. You don't need to do that. Fair. Uh, how's your fantasy team doing? Own four, horrific start. Big news today, though. Pulled off the biggest trade in the history of our league. I have five new players oh st my God. starting tomorrow morning. I traded away three of my players. You obviously, you have Diggs. So I have Stefan Diggs. You definitely I, traded him for I a put, lot. I put out in the group chat, Diggs is on the market. He's handed in his uh, he transfer request, as we say, in Premier League. But he's requested a, a trade. Uh, he, doesn't, he wants to be on a winning team. And I traded Diggs, Hunter Henry, and the Cowboys kicker for Justin Fields. Considering I, I'm starting Sam Hell, James Cook, the Bills running back, yep. Jerry Judy, Denver wide receiver, Justin Tucker, the Ravens kicker, and Darren Waller, tight end for the Giants. Okay, that so, was my haul. Well, I mean that's a haul for basically Diggs. Right. I, I don't understand why another kicker was involved in a trade or two kickers I, I involved. Why, in a trade. But it was interesting. But, I love. I actually sent the text. I said, "I love that you just sent me this for five players." That's the reason I'm doing it. Yeah. Because it's funny. you need a new team. I need a new team. I want to know one. if you think Peter has actually a good trade. Like, no. Well, what's the, what do you give yourself as a grade? So the trade. Do you remember that game? By the way, yeah. in school they go, "Hey, you can grab a." Well. The trade analytics uh, app, one of the ones online, I actually lost the trade, but it was very, very close. It gave me, let's say, 90.0 to 88.2. So it was very close. I had got a bunch of trades. None of them were even were remotely close. So that was the closest one. It was good enough for me. I have a new team. I feel great. By the way, if you guys need fantasy advice, head over to rosterwatch.com. These boys are maniacal in their analysis. They go to a lot of training camps and they really understand fantasy football, get into DFS, waiver wire. You're giving me these trade options over the last two weeks. All I was doing was cut and pasting and sending it over uh, to the boys at Roster Watch and they were hooking it up. And they were, and they were saying, like, by no, the way, you're who's your bozo friend yeah, yeah. trying to make these plays? He's like, no, I would be on the other end of that right. trade. Um my fantasy team is three and one. I've lost one game by a point because I didn't start Sam Laporte and I put in pits when they played each other. Uh, but I look really, really good. I look really good. Uh, What's new? I don't What's know. New? I mean, I've never won NFL uh, fantasy. Um, boys, we're going to get into the free three. Let's talk. Uh, let's get into the first game. Yeah. Shall we? Yep. Baltimore and Pittsburgh. This line 
opened up at four. No real line movement there. The total opened up at 40. It's now at 38 across most books. So uh, Mitch Trubisky looks like he's getting the start. Kenny Pickett hasn't looked good at all. Baltimore looks like the team I thought they were. What do you think here? Yeah, a weird one last weekend with the Pittsburgh-Houston game. If you remember on the pod, we said that that was seemed like the most bananas line of the weekend. Uh, Pittsburgh being favored by three there, and it obviously came home to roost because at no point do they look like a three-point favorite against anybody on the on in the league, especially on the road. They can't do diddly squat offensively. They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. Now they have Trubitsky. More importantly, they can't block anybody. And I hate that going up against Baltimore. Expect this, you know, in division game. The only thing saving them here is that they are at home. Listen, I've been fading myself for the last two weeks and have a winning record. This game will definitely fall in that line because these this is not one of the four teams that I'm going to stick with. So this screams Baltimore by 40 points to me. That means I'm taking Pittsburgh. I love how you continue to fade yourself. It makes me happy that you're such a confused better <laughs> uh, and you're actually giving out betting advice. So love hopefully it. no one actually listens to Peter uh, or you can Why listen would you to listen him. to me Don't when we tail. have the algo? Don't no listen to him, yeah. laugh at it, exactly. and then tail the, the algo. algo. And don't listen to anything what he actually says when it comes to gambling. Baltimore's offense averages almost 25 points a game. They're ranked 12th in the league. On the flip side, Pittsburgh D, they're struggling, allowing 25 points a game. It really indicates Baltimore's O has the potential to really capitalize on Pittsburgh's weakness. Pete, the Ravens boast one of the stingiest Ds, 14 and a half points per game. They're only giving up 260 yards per game. And then Steelers, they're ranked 25th in points. It just feels like where Baltimore's strengths exist, Pittsburgh doesn't have it. Uh, the most crucial stat, Ravens are the best in the league in red zone scoring. 80%. 80%. That's yeah. a bananas. And it makes stat. a lot, it makes a lot of sense now that Lamar's back healthy contract. It feels like he's the man there. As long as he's healthy. They're going to go. Mark, Mark Andrews is healthy after the end of last year, not being healthy. They look dangerous. Uh, yeah, I agree. This actually looks like maybe the AFC contender against it's, it's Buffalo, Kansas City, and Baltimore, maybe Miami peripheral there. They've just got a complete, complete team. Uh, they've got a great ground game. They average two rush TDs a game at uh, in the rank third there, and Pittsburgh's D is not the same Tomlin D that we've seen before. Give me Baltimore by a bajillion. That's a real number. Look it up. <laughs> I asked Chat GPT. The algo has Baltimore winning twenty two point five five to eighteen point two four. Four-point spread feels too low. I think that number creeps up to five. I really do. Uh, you're getting 0.3 points of value on Baltimore, even if this flips, by the so way. So if it creeps up, pay attention, because if it went to five, like you said, it'd go to Pittsburgh. 
it'll it'll the the model will go you know and kind of annoying last week uh a couple of the games um it actually hurt the algo yeah it went a against couple, kansas city, kansas was city game yeah. it was extremely confused that slide it knew it was gonna slide that's why it was flip-flopping does he slide it it knew before we did the one thing about that game was Kansas City were nine and a half point favorite. Ninety percent of the money was on Kansas City. That's right. right before kickoff, Vegas took two bets: one of three hundred and fifty thousand and one of two hundred and seventy-five thousand, which moved the line two points. Wow! To the on the Jets, both of those were on the Jets. Both of those last-minute huge bunny plays on the Jets, which moved to two points. Interesting. Next game, let's talk about it: the Saints. In Foxborough, line opened up at the Pats land one and a half. I'm now seeing um, half a point to a point. The total is low creeping upwards. I think it's too low. Total was 38 and a half. It's now 40. Pats were absolutely embarrassed last week. They actually got skunked. Uh, getting skunked on the algo means that I can't put more margin of victory last week than 24 points it'll throw off the model for the entire season so i had to actually back that that happened dallas did that twice they did it to the jets yeah they did it to new england new england stinks mac jones i turned on i say i turned on i sat down at a bar in santa fe where nobody watches football they just watch art they literally just watch art. That's all. It was so sleepy. Just my people wife, sitting watching paintings. They just, they just literally watch. Oh, no, the God. paint is not you, watching paint dry. It's already dry. It's dry. <laughs> and I sit down. I order my green chili, whatever. And I just see Mac Jones instantly throw an interception for a pick six. I was blown away. I go, this is the guy that is not the future of New England. It's a fact. He stinks. He like they put in Zappy, they benched him, and the crowd went nuts. Yeah, and it did not go well. Belichick's biggest ever defeat as New England Patriots head coach. It was very difficult to watch, and thank God I only watched a very sh uh, short portion of it, which was early, and it got out of hand. And I had no interest in ruining my Sunday and watching any more of it. This game feels like one of those where Vegas wakes up, sees that this is the game, and goes, what the hell are we supposed to do here? Has no idea. When you see a line of minus one or one and a half, they, I don't think they really know. It's very difficult to pick. New England goes back home after a big loss, but they're one and three. You would think... Maybe there's a reaction. There has to be some kind of a reaction here. New Orleans, on the other hand, look, defense looks pretty good. Camera's back. You know, Alvin Camera last weekend had 13 catches for 33 I yards. I Isn't it amazing to have 13 catches for that many PPR yards? So cl clearly, clearly he was getting checked ends and just getting tackled immediately. Um, but I just I thought that was amazing. Listen, I think New England, you're gonna have to see an answer. I think the defense is good enough. However, the huge, the, maybe even bigger disappointment from last weekend was our best player Matt Judon, yeah, torn right bicep, our second best out player. for a while, and our second best player Christian Gonzalez, dislocated right shoulder at corner. He's out for a while. 
New England did just trade for JC Jackson, get him back. I have no idea what that means, but this just smells all day like New Orleans. I think this team, New England, could be close to being done. So I'm going to pick them. You're taking New England. Because I'm fading myself. I'm going to give you a wild stat about the Algo, why I wanted to include this game in the free picks. And by the way, when we, I'm trying to go 3 and 0 when I pick through this slate of free games. And I obviously want to talk about stuff too. So there's that. But the Algo has picked correctly in every New England game this season. Wow. It's picked like against them correctly and it's picked for them correctly. I love it. I was rooting for Dallas last week big time because we had it in our circa five. I felt very good about it. Very, very good. Uh yeah, I mean, let's let's just break down the data on this. New Orleans actually has a formidable D. Uh they rank ninth in the league in points allowed. They're just allowing under uh 19 points a game. And then in contrast, New England's D, uh, they rank 21st. They're allowing 24.3 points a game. They're not good defensively, and they just got a whole lot worse, losing one and a two. A whole lot worse. Yeah, now the entire side of the – now there's – you know, Christian Gonzalez took a part of the field away. Yep. That's what a good D-back does. Um, New Orleans D actually ranks fourth in the league in limiting opposition's completion percentage to just 59%. And Mac Jones is really good at it. It doesn't matter what team it is, by the way. He could throw it to both, but his completion percentage isn't terrible. No. There, there are worse. Um, I look at the red zone defense to limiting field goals. Uh, New Orleans defense ranks 11th, allowing a touchdown percentage of 46%. And New England, they're slightly less effective half of the time. So f- pretty fair there. Uh, but I think the biggest crucial component to this is New Orleans D ranking 13th in third down conversion percentage at 37%. Mac Jones makes terrible decisions on third down. Uh, they're literally terrible, absolutely terrible. All that being said, I'm going to take New England here because I don't know how this is how they go and lose to an injured car. Um, at home to a team that plays in a dome. So give me, give me the same, uh, give me New England here. I got to take the Pats. The Algo has New Orleans winning, and no surprise that Vegas is confused at the line. The Algo has the line. Yeah. New Orleans 19.5 to 18.99. So essentially, you're saying New Orleans should be favored by a half a point. Uh, them getting a point. You're getting one and a half points of value on the Saints. So you and I both against the Algo here. Keep in mind, the Algo has been right every single time. On New England. On New England game. I think I think that's an impressive stat. I saw that today. I go, Pete's going to like to hear about this. I was excited to tell you. All right. We've got one last game. Guys, by the way, if you like what you hear, you like the success, and you want more of it, head over to our Patreon Patreon.com slash bet the algo. The prime time is 30 bucks. The prime time plus five. That's what I'm buying. Now, that's if I'm one. if I'm in a pick 'em league, I want them all. Yeah. Right. And and if I really want to get dialed and have a full slate to choose from and use the algo with 
what I know. But minimum, you need the prime time plus five, especially with it hitting sixty seven percent right now. It's ridiculous, especially the numbers. Um, so uh, Carolina at Detroit. Detroit uh, had a big win last week. Big win. I mean, they are now uh, probably king of the NFC North, and they look pretty unbeatable. This line is a big line. It opened up at ten. Uh, I'm seeing some movement. Bet MGM at nine and a half, total 43 and a half, uh, now at 44 and a half to 45. The over, the over looks great, by the way. The over looks great. Detroit looks really good. Do you think they continue at a Carolina team coming off? They've had some decent losses, which is weird. They're, they're in the game. They just don't seem to have enough juice left in the fourth quarter to get a cover. Yeah, they're definitely in these games. However, Detroit is part of what I like four and a half teams. Four and a half teams in the in this league, I'm gonna be consistent on, right? The half team is San Francisco. Okay. The only reason it's a half team is because the lines are gonna get absurd now for the next few weeks because they look un beatable they're beating everyone by a trillion and they're covering every week so those lines are going to get crazy so that's a half detroit is one of the teams that's in my four detroit are three and one against the spread and they look really good i would go imagine this detroit is a nine and a half point favorite against somebody right in the nfl yeah please tell me when the last time that was probably has that Ever when Megatron, happened. at some point when Megatron was on but the team. But were they ever that I don't good? Think so. They were never, uh, you know, Megatron had a lot of losing records. So sure. it's inc- it's incredible that they've become this good this quickly. With well, golf. I guess. Yeah. With golf. Yeah. Carolina, on the other hand, you're right. They're in a lot of these games. The one thing I'd say is, as a Carolina fan that you'd be happy with is the games aren't over immediately. You're not going in and we're down 14 points after eight minutes and you're maybe getting a backdoor cover. You're still running scenarios. You're yeah. like, well, this has to have, by the way, a few things need to happen in order for it to yeah. cover, but yeah, you have a chance. Yeah. They, they look okay. Bryce young. He's just too small. I, and I can't get past it. It just doesn't look right. He looks, he looks like the smallest player ever he out is. there. Kyler Murray is very small, but Kyla Murray looked like a cartoon because his legs look like the Flintstones under <laughs> under the cart. When they run, like it looks like a cartoon. He looks really fast when he runs around. Bryce Young doesn't have that. Yeah, he's just kind of quick, but not that quick. He just looks like he shouldn't be playing out there. So Detroit, I'm gonna stay consistent. Give me them all day. Here's I, yeah, where, I don't care about the numbers nine and a half. Yeah, it's a big number to me. This is the NFL and Carolina's defense, they rank third in the league at opposing third down conversion. They're only allowing 27.66% on third downs, which is remarkable. I think the defense can do enough. Specifically, uh, Carolina's defense are only allowing 176 yards uh, through the air per game. That's sixth in the league. And Detroit's pass offense is ranked eighth. So this is a really good matchup, I think, for Carolina, where they're going to take that offense, that passing offense, and I think it's going to match up well with Carolina's D. Um, the Panthers' D is also going to force a turnover here. I think you're going to see a strip sack. 
Um, on Jared Goff, they're ranked fourth in the league in sack percentage. The Lions O uh, actually has great pro- – they protected Goff very well. But I think they're going to get to him here, and they're going to force a turnover. That's going to be the difference in this game is a turnover, um, points off a turnover. And I like Carolina here to cover. Most importantly, the beautiful, smart, beautiful mind – Machine, the Algo, has Detroit winning 25.49 to 18.9. With a 10-point spread, you're getting over three points of value uh, on Carolina. So that number should move. Guys, that'll do it for our free three. Thank you so much. If you want full access to the data, come on over to patreon.com slash bet the Algo. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye.